the facts in the case of M. Valdemar. An article of ours thus entitled was published in the last number of Mr. Colton's American Review and has given rise to some discussion, especially in regard to the truth or falsity of the statements made. It does not become us, of course, uh, to offer one word on the point at issue. We have been requested to reprint the article and do so with pleasure. Uh, we leave it to speak for itself. Uh, we may observe, however, that there are a certain class of people who pride themselves upon doubt as a profession. Editor, Broadway Journal. Of course, I shall not pretend to consider it any matter for wonder that the extraordinary case of M. Voldemar has excited discussion. It would have been a miracle had it not, especially under the circumstances, through the desire of all parties concerned to keep the affair from the public, at least for the present, or until we had... Uh, Father opportunities for investigation, uh, though our endeavors to effect this uh, garbled or exaggerated account uh, made its way into society and became the source of many unpleasant misrepresentations and very naturally of a great deal of disbelief. It is now rendered necessary that I give the facts as far as I comprehend them myself. Uh, they are succinctly these. My attention for the last three years had been repeatedly drawn to the subject of mesmerism, and about nine months ago it occurred to me quite suddenly that, in the series of experiments made hitherto, that it had been a very remarkable and most unaccountable admission. No person has yet been mesmerized in articulo mortis. It remained to be seen, first, whether in such condition there existed in the patient any susceptibility to the magnetic influence. Secondly, whether, if any existed, it was impaired or increased by the condition. Thirdly, to what extent or for how long a period the encroachments of death might be arrested by the process. There were other points to be ascertained, um, but these most excited my curiosity. The last is a special, from the immensely important character of its consequences. In looking around me for some subject by whose mean I might test these particulars, I was brought to think of my friend M. Ernest Valdemar, <laughs> the well-known compiler of the Bibliotheca of Forensica and author under the nom de plume of Ishkar Marx, <laughs> of the Polish versions of Wallerstein and Gargantua, M. Valdemar, who has resided principally at Harlem, New York, since the year uh, 1839, is, or was particularly noticeable for the extreme fairness of his person. His lower limbs much resembled those of John Randolph, and also for the whiteness of his whiskers, in violent contract to the blackness of his hair, the latter, in consequence, being very general mistaken for a wig. His temperament was markably nervous, and rendered him a good subject for mesmeric experiment. 
On two or three occasions I had put him to sleep with little difficulty, but was disappointed in other results which his peculiar constitution had naturally led me to anticipate. His will was at no period positively or thoroughly under my control. And in regard to clairvoyance, I uh, could accomplish with him nothing to be relied upon. I always attributed my failure to these points to the disordered state of his health. For some months previous to my becoming acquainted with him, his physicians had declared him a confirmed phthisis. It was his custom, indeed, to speak calmly of his approaching disillusion as of a matter neither to be avoided nor regretted. When the ideas to which I have alluded first occurred to me, it was, of course, very natural that I should think of M. Valdemar. I knew the steady philosophy of the man too well to operate.